0: Welcome to We Hear Her. I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and I'm here today with another amazing woman who is sharing her story and insights into life lessons learned. Hey, I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and welcome to another edition of the We Hear Her podcast for women who succeed. I'm here today with one of my new friends, Danny Wright, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about both Kind of her world in the finance and banking industry, as well as share with us a little bit about her personal insights into how she grows, grew as a leader and is empowering other women. So let me tell you a little bit about Danny to begin with, because she has quite the impressive background is so much. I don't think I can get through it all. But she's the managing director and head of Utah, and Idaho for JP Morgan Private Bank. We're going to little, learn a little bit more about that because she's also the co-chair of J.P. Morgan Chase, Utah Leadership Team, which is a more comprehensive regional area, and we'll learn about that. Um, also, I just want to tell you that she and her experienced team of local bankers advise individuals, endowments, and foundations on investing, banking, credit, generational wealth, transfer, insurance, and philanthropic endeavors. Danny's career spans almost 15 years in the private bank in Denver, Dallas, and New York. Wow, all over the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, She recently served on the US private banking operating committee as head of business management and partner to David Frame, the US private bank CEO. She also spent half of a decade on the global investment and advice management team, where she provided advice and innovative solutions to clients across the world. So we're so happy to hear from Danny and have her here in Utah, her talents. She's already dove straight in, serving on several boards, just joined Women Who Succeed, has joined the Utah Black Chamber and multiple other uh, investments. She is local as far as BYU, went to BYU, got your bachelor's there and studied finance and strategy and your MBA from Columbia Business School. And you have a little one at home as well, a daughter. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, Danny. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My
1: pleasure. Reading all that back, I'm like, oh wow, That's right of stuff I forgot about. Well, and you've thought
0: so much, and you're like, and I'm in one respect, 15 years, but then on the other hand, so much in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So maybe, well, let's start. Um, with maybe help us to understand the multiple roles that you play from a professional perspective. And then I wanna hear about your your lovely little one. Oh. So
1: on a professional note, um, this is my dream job. So I um maybe I'll tell you a little backstory, but uh basically I was here on vacation about a year ago and I stopped into the Salt Lake office and I was part of JP Morgan, but I was in New York and um and I just saw what they were doing, and absolutely fell in love with it. So I feel really lucky now to be on the team, leading the team. Um, and my primary responsibility is the private bank, which helps um, anyone who has um, significant wealth needs, um, and we do everything that you just talked about. But then, in addition to that, I'm responsible for how J.P. Morgan Chase shows up in our community in Utah and in Idaho. And I'm really proud of that because my co-chair in this leadership role is also a woman. Her name is Brittany Westover, and so we have women leading Utah. And um, I just think we have a phenomenal team. We have a great opportunity, and I love JP and Chase and everything that we do. So I'm I'm really happy to bring that locally to the
0: clients and people who need it. Oh, that's so fantastic! In my some of my previous roles before being um, with the foundation. Um, JP Morgan Chase was always such a pillar to the nonprofit community as a yeah. whole, and um, really appreciate the investment they make in local communities. So that's so great. I'm glad to hear such an intimate part of that.
1: Yes, and I have I have a lot um, a lot to catch up on, a lot yeah. to learn about what's been done here. But I I am really pleased. I looked through. I had someone poll like the history of JP Morgan Chase here in Utah. A few things surprised me, but made me really proud. Um, we've actually been here for a hundred years everyone was like, I had no idea. How, how you, but... I know. I didn't even know. Um, we started out as a, it was American Savings and Loan hmm. downtown. Um, but through that whole time, it was just so fun for me to see all the ways that we've been a pillar in the community and have invested in the community and a number of nonprofits. And um, and we have some really exciting things that are going on right now. But looking back, everything that we've done, we've worked really closely with the World Trade Center. We've worked really closely now with the Sorenson Impact Center and now with the um, Women's um, Utah Business Center. So there's a lot of good stuff that we've done, and we're we're just
0: ex- I'm excited to jump in, learn more, and see how else we can contribute. Okay, um, so what I'd love to know, because we're going to dive into a little bit about. I know you have such a true passion and love for um, diversity and inclusion, and for women, and to have unique voices and perspectives in this in the baking world that you're in. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know how old your daughter.
1: She's two. Well, she's almost two. I'm saying she's two. I'm rounding up. But she's almost two. She's, uh, I think her, her birthday's in May. And yeah, I, I cannot believe it's been two years, really.
0: <laughs> and she's your only one. So you're just launching into this new realm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so fun. It's going to be such a ride, for sure. Um, What are you hoping when she leaves high school and she's ready to start looking at what is her future going to be? What traits or attributes are you hoping that you're trying to instill in her now that she will carry forward on her new adventure? That was such a good question.
1: Um, I hope she's confident. And I think that's one of the hardest things, especially for women, to feel, especially when you're at the age where you're entering the workforce and you're kind of uncertain about so many different things. You're uncertain about what you're good at. Um, But I just, uh, something I really like about little kids is they have no fear to try something new like it doesn't matter if she tries the same thing a hundred times and fails but she's going to keep trying because she's just interested in learning um, but also I love when she's proud of herself for learning something new and she's got that kind of internal confidence so I hope she keeps that I hope that she also um, and I hope this for all women but I hope that she's able to achieve her dreams like whatever she wants to do I hope that I'm supportive of that I hope that she also has the confidence in herself just to go for it um, I felt that way in college, at least when I was looking to go into the workforce, I felt like I had opportunities and I had some Mm -hmm. internal confidence. And I think for me, that's made all the difference. Although it's, it's been an an effort I've had to work on, you know, my whole life, but, um, but I hope she has that. And she's very young now, so we have time, but I'm like, that's, that's probably what I would wish for her.
0: You'll blink. Yeah. And then it's gone. (laughs) Yeah. When you say um, something that you've worked on your whole life, what do you mean by that? Tell me more about that. So I've
1: asked my, my mom about this.
0: Um, my mom was very good about
1: finding something for each child that they were good at, finding something that we were good at and um, spending time on that. So maybe it was playing sports. For me, there were, I was, I guess I was talented in academics. So she emphasized that. Um, and just each child had unique skill sets, So she wanted them to find something they were good at. Really, so that we could feel what it feels like to be good at something and to have confidence in ourselves, and then build on that. And so, yeah, there's certain things in my life that I feel really confident about. Like I'm, I don't second guess myself. There are plenty of other areas where I'm totally self, you know, insecure about things. Um, so when I say that I worked on it my whole life, like I sometimes have to take a step back and say, I've been successful at a few other things in my life. This is a brand new opportunity, and I might feel insecure about it right now, but. I know that I can try hard things and I know that I can succeed in other areas where maybe that's ambiguous what the outcome might be. And if I can succeed there, then maybe I can succeed here. So I I do think it's a constant effort because like many other women, probably many other people, I have a whole bunch of doubts and insecurities about myself, but I have to sort of push through those in order for me to try new things, try new challenges. And
0: I've had to do that, you know, most of my career. And coach yourself. Yeah. Coach yourself up. I had someone once tell me, listen to yourself less and talk to yourself more and i thought i'm not sure i wasn't wasn't as quick as you not academic (laughs) think about it for a minute but it was the self-doubt that was spinning or talking in my head and i was listening to too much um negativity or self-doubt yeah and the person was trying to say talk to yourself tell yourself you know what I was really good at that, and I was really good at that, so I should be able to, I can try this, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what you just said reminded me of of that statement. Yeah. Do yourself less and talk to yourself more. Uh, I'm going to follow that. that <laughs> so when she is, um, let's say when when she is 40, and um, you're out playing bingo and, <laughs> and shuffleboard and maybe some golf. Yes. Um, she's going to say, my mom was blank. What do you think she'll say?
1: I think she'll say my mom was kind. I I try to approach everything with a sense of kindness, um, especially in my parenting, although she's, again, so young, like she probably has no, you know, uh see, but no understanding of what i'm actually trying to check in with you when she's fourteen. <laughs> yeah we're gonna try it <laughs> so i think she'll say it then um but i do think that's kind of an approach i take to life is like if we could all be a little kinder in our approach kinder with how we treat people kinder with like understanding what other people might be going through i think that just helps overall and almost back to your point that you were just talking about like kind to ourselves um I think that's some something that is really important to me in my life. I don't know that I'm great at it all the time, but it's definitely something I'm working towards. Um, and I hope that Annabelle, when she's older, she she sees that at least in how I've approached life and approach parenting and how I've raised her.
0: Well, she says that. I mean, if she says my mom is kind, I mean that's. I. What else could you ask for? That? That'd be a win. That'd yeah. be a huge win. <laughs> <laughs> and I to let you know that that we have just gotten to know each other. Lately, and you come across to me so disarming and so genuine and kind. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm curious, how do you think that that um, those traits lend themselves, or maybe you find challenges with that in the world of banking? Mm. Yeah, yeah, those don't always go hand in hand.
1: Um, I've been able to find my own place within banking by being my own genuine self and uh and maybe like kindness kind of has a bit to do with that now I always say like kindness is not being nice like they're different kindness is intentional it's your approach it's how you think about what other experiences people might be going through um nice can sometimes be like nice on the surface or like being polite like really you want it you're thinking something else um in my career I've had many opportunities to help other people out um, maybe other coworkers, clients, all sorts of different people. And it has always, it has always like, it, it's karma. It always comes back to me tenfold. Um, so it's something I kind of invest in is like, how can I be kind in my approach? How can I be thoughtful about other people? How can I help? And, um, I think that has been one of the underpinnings of my career that's helped me move so quickly and also accomplish everything that I needed to, um, I had a friend once say, um, like if if, if someone's going to give you bad news, you might as well hear it from someone who's like being thoughtful about their approach or being kind to you or someone that you like that you, that you've worked with. So that's that's kind of been my thing. Not that I'm always giving bad news, but uh, like sometimes it's kind to tell someone the truth. Oh, absolutely, and sometimes that is Percent. bad news. So mm-hmm. um, so I just try to always use that in my approach. And I think there's certainly um, a need for that in banking because this is people's money. It's their livelihood. It's the most personal thing that they deal with. And it enables them to do everything they want to do in life. It can be the biggest source of stress and pain. And so um, when you're working with someone on such a personal level with something that means
0: so much, it's really important to be human about it. So do you find you've been uh, around the country, different cities? Mm-hmm. Have you found that your approach has been received differently in different cities that you've lived in? Uh, yes. When I moved, <laughs> um, a short um, illustration of
1: this is when I moved from Texas to New York, I greeted everyone with a hug and oh, I, I learned quickly, you don't do that in New York. <laughs> so, um, I think you're know, They're like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I guess my approach has changed a little bit. I think New York taught me a lot, of, a lot um, got, uh, about myself, a lot about the world. Um, I loved my experience there and I love New Yorkers for... They very New York way. Um, I just finished up ten years there. and so I feel like that was a really solid chapter in my life. Um, but yeah, I think um, I've learned to adapt to different teams, different styles, and I think that's also a great skill to develop in yourself is like, can you adapt and figure out what skills of yours are needed in a particular environment, team, you know, city? Um, so yeah, so I've definitely, Ch- change my purse where needed, but I think, generally speaking, that's probably something consistent throughout my years, or throughout my years in different places. Different
0: it's, degrees. Um, yeah. Or how you Express. Yeah. Yeah. So you're being kind to the New Yorkers by not hugging them. Right. <laughs> that makes them very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Um, so, anyways, and I, I, I really do. I've had so many amazing mentors that I've looked up to who have also um, just, and maybe less on the... Uh, Maybe more focused on the being genuine about how they approach their work, how they present themselves, and how they live kind of an authentic life. I've
0: had a lot of people to look up to like that, so I try to model that myself so you've had it's so much success and um, professionally and certainly now, with your little family, um, what is it like for you when it it appears and feels that, you know, when you put your mind to something and you're curious, you're very curious in nature about people and how you can uh, navigate and make things work. You recognize that money is very, very personal and this impacts their lives. Um, so you've had a lot of professional success, it sounds, with all your, your career changes. Could you talk a little bit about a time where you didn't Have the win, Mm -hmm. and how a young woman that may be hearing this podcast, who has been had a pretty you know pretty good go of it, Mm -hmm. and then hits hits something hard, how did you cope or deal with that or move forward? First of all, I think if you look
1: like the the bio that you read, it looks like there was a lot of success. What it doesn't highlight is a lot of failure, and I think that's something important. For everyone to know is like no one who has been successful in their lives has done so without any failure it is i probably had just as much failure as i had success and recognizing that i think is important because otherwise you're going to hold yourself to an unrealistic um, standard and and think like this person was successful and didn't have to try that hard but like behind the scenes tons of failure right and left um what i've I'll, i'll give an example of you know a big failure but i I've just tried to views, view failure as a learning opportunity because I think if you can learn from failure, then you're succeeding. Like, then you've learned something from it. Then it's all for something. And then you can maybe avoid that next time or, you know, make a different decision next time or you're just smarter for it in the future. Uh, so going back to my years at BYU, I, um, I, I actually applied to the, to the Marriott Business School and I actually didn't get in the first time. And I say the first time because I eventually got in, but uh, the news was devastating to me because I had, you know, I had felt like I had succeeded in different times in my life. And I was, all I wanted to do was go to the business school and I didn't get in. And, um, and so I remember reading the email, there was a rejection email, and just feeling like, what do I do next? Like, what do I do next? And um, I remember having a conversation with my parents and this will tell you a little bit about you know, the parenting style that I was brought up in. Um, And I think I approached my parents and I said, well, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to pick a different major. I'm like, there's something else. And that'll, that's what I'm going to do. And my dad was very, um, he was very understanding. And he said, we'll support you no matter what you want to do. And that sounds like, you know, a good plan. And my mom, she said, no, like, no, you've always wanted to go to business school. Like this has been your dream. Just get there and, You know, try a little harder. We're going to like retake a class. You're going to get a tutor, like get in there, roll up your sleeves. Like, this is something you've wanted and I can't stand by and see you not do it. And I'm sorry that I get emotional and I did not expect this. But um, those are the type of mentors that you need in your life. You need someone who recognizes your strengths. And when you fail, they're there with you, supporting you and encouraging you to try again. And so, gosh, we'll have to edit this out. I'm like crying way too much but um but that is I think that is what mentorship is to me and that's what advocacy is and so um so my whole career would have been different if I hadn't you know listened to my mom back then and um anyway so I took that failure and I went back and I retook some classes and I got tutors and I you know I I um uh I just applied again and got in and I think about that a lot because sometimes looking like talking about you know the bio and if we were to list all of our failures like i think if you look at successful people in the world that's what they do if they just get back up again try again like try a different way like if that is your goal don't let anything stand in your way try it until you succeed so that's that sorry i got so emotional but but um but that i think i've seen time and time again in my career i've tried to do that with those that i mentee and those that i help and um And that's who we all need for us. Like we need someone that's cheering us on to help us succeed and help us achieve our dreams. And so, um, so I like that story because that was a moment of failure and I've
0: learned from it and it's made everything else possible. I just love that there's this combination of both parents with unconditional love and both with support, Uh, but the different personality or flavor of each um and your mom just tough love like oh no no no, no. no, no, no. Yeah. yeah we are going to get a tutor in some classes and i i think she sounds amazing yeah love to meet her yeah. <laughs> but it makes it, it's obvious that um, represents the woman that you are today mm-hmm. that tenacity and work ethic and i i wonder the young folks today certainly not all of them by any stretch of the imagination but um, as they're moving into their college and careers that that tenacity to push through so it didn't work it didn't work you failed Mm -hmm. try again yep try again try again and um I wonder is there is it is there a magic is there a magic potion or (laughs) with your two-year-old I think that I helicoptered way too much. I saved my boys way too much. Um, because I wanted I wanted them to be so happy and successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have been more like I need to let it fall, yeah. fall hard early on and start building that up. What do you think it will be like when your little two year old is nine and didn't win first place at the science fair or you know 16 17 asked to prom uh-huh. what do you think that's
1: going to be like well, there's stuff such tough moments and i think my instinct probably will be to helicopter <laughs> and i'm gonna have to pull myself back out because i think you're right and um we have like we have as humans we have to experience the failure and we have to experience the low to know what the high also might be um so yeah i think in- and it's tough because and i am thinking about this in my professional life too. I've had many great managers and mentors and bosses. The best ones looking back as as I think about this are the ones that let me try it out myself. Like, let me try. They knew maybe I'm gonna fail at something, but I'm gonna learn. Um, and I think that's kind of a balance that uh that I guess parents have to think about. And if you're not a parent, make sure a manager. Um, but Having, having their back when they do fail, like being really supportive and encouraging, but also letting them know, like, and I'll do this for my daughter, like, you ha- this is something you have to do on your own. Like, you have to go through it on your own. I could be here to support you and motivate you and get you all the right resources, but you've got to do it. But we'll
0: talk when she's 14 because I'm sure
1: I'm not going to be doing everything <laughs> I wanted to do. I'm
0: sorry. No, from what I hear, you just write a plan of how to parent yeah, and it works perfectly and they do exactly what you want. <laughs> Well, I think you are a tremendous role model for your daughter. I I bet your parents are so incredibly proud of the human being that you are personally and professionally. And it's truly been a pleasure to get to know you just the last few months. Well, thank you so much for likewise. Being here today thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm so excited to jump in, learn more and help out. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for the We Hear Her podcast. I'm Erin Trenbeth-Murray, and we will see you next time. Thank Thank you for taking the time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more about women who succeed at womenwhosucceed.org.